What's better than free money? How you choose to spend it. Open a CQ checking account and get $250 to spend freely. And that's not all this credit union offers. Do your banking, build credit, and invest in your future. Visit secumd.org today. Today is March 27th, 2023, and my guest tonight is me. That's right. Tonight, we are going to discuss the meaning of life. And I'm going to pop up the chat, and I'm going to have that in front of me tonight. And I'm going to be very interested in your comments and and if you want me to respond to something, put it in all caps. The meaning of life. All right. We've all thought about it. The meaning of life or, you know, the answer to the question, what is the meaning of life? Some say it's coffee. I might, I might, I might tend to agree with that. Specifically, River Moon Coffee, Fade to Black Blend. But... The meaning of life, it's been asked for centuries, if not millennia. It is the big one, isn't it? So many philosophers, we're going to get into this, uh, theology, diplomats, scientists, you know, uh, they're all going to give you their version of it. Um, I'm going to give you mine, so don't you worry. But I'm also going to give you my roadmap as well. And leading up to all of this, when we think about the meaning of life, we sit back and we contemplate. We think about that, right? And my answer, uh, which will be a little bit later, because I'm going to set all of this up, of course, um, I, I think it's going to surprise you. In all of my research, and I've been trying to chase uh, the meaning of life for a long time, in all of my research, you get these massive, complicated statements about it. And they're gnarly. Man, something just like flew in my eye right there. That's because 
They don't want me to disclose to you the meaning of life. But we're going to get there tonight. So let's get started because I have I've stated many times on this show, right, that you know, we have uh, those three basic questions that have been asked since the dawn of man, right? Why are we here, right? What happens after we die? Are we alone in the universe? And there's probably a fourth, right? <laughs> what is the meaning of life? What is it? What's the meaning of life, right? What is life all about? What is the purpose of existence? Why are we here? What is the meaning of life? And not only have there been so many answers, and they're they're so varied, and uh, I'm going to go through a long list of uh, stuff tonight to make us all think, to make us all think. But the the answers have been from so many different individuals. Um, you have the ancient Greek philosophers. You even had the ancient Egyptians chiming in on this. And, of course, uh, throughout Asia and, and you know, Persia, uh, certainly here in North America, Central America, South America. And you've got a whole variety of philosophical we're going to get into that. It's scientific. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into that, too. Talk me some Dawkins tonight. Man, I would love to sit down and, and, and have a chat with Richard Dawkins one day and open his eyes. But you have the theological side of it, right? Are the Ten Commandments the meaning to life? No, not even close. Not even close. And you have the metaphysical side. And you have all of that speculation that you can handle, right? And then there is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's right. I'm not going to talk about Monty Python tonight and their great film, The Meaning of Life. I'm going to leave that one alone. But I am going to talk about 42. 42. And when that came up, uh, way before the movie, I'm talking about the book and I'm reading the book. Friend of mine, uh, Sean Matros. Sean, if you ever listen to one of these shows, uh, you've got to reach out to me, Sean Matros. And it was in 10th grade. So I'm a sophomore. I'm in high school. And we took uh, journalism together. Yeah, yeah, I took journalism and I wrote for the school paper. I had a music column. And Sean, one day, um, kind of looking over his shoulder, and he's very focused on this book. I said, man, you know, what you got there? Oh, it's The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, man, by, by Doug Adams. Just the title. I'm like, I'm in. He closes the book. He's like, I've read it 10 times, man. Here you go. And he hands it to me. And I, so... You know, and I'm going through it, and I get to 42, and that caught my attention. 42 is the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. And I'm reading the line in the book. I'm like, okay, here we go. 
I'm going to get the secret to life in a Doug Adams book, right? It was computed, the number 42, by deep thought. (laughs) According to Doug Adams, the second greatest computer ever. The descendants of deep thoughts creators are upset by the numeric nature of the answer in the book and not understanding what to do with it or or what to tell the people who are waiting, right? There's hundreds of thousands of people gathered for this answer, and they get 42. Everybody's perplexed. Everybody doesn't know what's really going on and not understanding what to do with it. Um, the people had commissioned, if you read the book, the 7.5 million year project that it took to compute the number 42 and everybody's waiting and you get it. And and uh, me reading the book, that's what I got to as well. The number 42 and a lot has been put into this over the years, the number 42, you know, did Doug just pull that number out of the air? Was there something more meaningful to it? Um, I don't know if we'll ever know, but when asked to answer the ultimate question, Deep Thought admits in the book that it is not capable of computing that itself, but that it can help to design an even more powerful computer, which can. <laughs> this new computer will incorporate living beings into the computational matrix and will run for 10 million years. It is planet Earth, the number 42. The number 42, and did you ever, did you ever come to a conclusion? Did you think about that enough? The number 42, did you put something into it? Was Doug just playing with this, right? You put something like that in a book. It's the meaning of life, the ultimate answer to everything and life, right? And you put that in the book, and then you throw out number 42. Is he just giggling in the background? Ha, ha, ha. This is going to mess with everybody. Let's see what they come up with. You know, that may be it. But it also started the conversation. And myself and my friends, we would sit around and talk about the number 42 and the meaning of life and throw in a little Monty Python uh, to boot because we all wonder about it. So... The meaning of life can come from a lot of different directions, Um, from philosophical and religious thoughts. You've got, uh, which gets so complex, if we really get into uh, the philosophical, which we will, and the religious side, and I'm going to get into that just a little bit tonight, because it does apply, and it certainly God applies uh, to this, and the meaning of life is God the meaning of life. And uh, the Bible specifically talks about that, and we'll jump into that just a little bit. But the scientific side of it, I've always found really interesting to myself. And if you are a religious leader, if you are a philosopher, if you are a scientist, you need followers. Be the greatest scientist in the world, but if nobody's paying any attention to you, what does it matter? Is that the meaning of life? Right? Getting attention, is that the meaning of life? We'll get into that too as well. But if you're a scientist and you've got the most fantastic ideas and theories 
and maybe algorithms and maybe chemistry answers and nobody's paying attention to you. Well, you need followers. And so the scientific side of it is just as important as the philosophical and religious because if you are a philosopher and you don't have followers, nobody's going to hear what you have to say, right? Nobody's going to pay attention. And if you keep it simple, you lose their interest. You've got to dangle a carrot out there. You've got to keep the carrot out there, and the carrot's just got to be a little bit farther and a little bit farther. That's why the most difficult question in the world, which is what is the meaning of life, has to be complex. It can't be simple. It can't be one word, or can it? No, it can't. You've got to have some deep, philosophical, multifaceted, just complex list of things, and everyone has a subcategory and a subcategory, and then you have to sit and discuss this forever with your followers, and they never get the answer. That's what they want. If they just gave you a one word, well, the meaning of life is 42, then uh, that's it. Your philosophy sessions are over, aren't they? It's the same thing with religion. You've got to keep the carrot dangling out there. You've got to keep it complex. You've got to have one more challenge and one more challenge. And under those challenges, those sub-challenges, and every, you've got to meet all of this criteria to get to a meaningful life. And it's the same thing with science. Scientific theories about existence usually focus on absolute facts of the universe. That's right. The chemistry about how life is. Right? And that's what science says. They, they just want it black and white. Science and the big brain types that are out there. Richard Dawkins. Uh, you know, the big brain types that are out there usually say that they have the answers for the pursuit of well-being and morality, that it's all numbers-based and it's all chemistry-based and that's it and there's nothing else there. And if you adhere to the scientific method, you will get the answer to the meaning of life. Yeah. Think about it. I've got examples. You have social status. Is social status the meaning of life? This is something I'm going to talk about a lot tonight. Is social status the meaning of life? Yeah. 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 The, the, the meaning of life is a four-car garage of a swimming pool in the backyard. Do you know how much of this planet bases the meaning of life around that? Where you are taught from a very young age... And it's drilled into you from your parents, right? You've, you've got to go to school. You've got to get good grades. And then you will advance. That's not enough, right? So then you get, you get into junior high school and you get better grades. And your goal is to get into college and to get better grades and, and, and get a great education. Because after you graduate... Oh, it's not over. Then you get a job and then you go to work. Then you get promotions and then you will get out of your rented apartment and you will buy your first house, right? Your one bedroom house with no garage, but you work hard 
because the meaning of life is to get to a two-bedroom house. And you get to the two-bedroom house and you get the promotion. That's not enough. That's not the meaning of life. The meaning of life is a four-car garage and a swimming pool. You know, three and a half kids, a great IRA and retirement fund. And then you grow up and you go through all of that mess and you work your butt off. And you're not thinking about anything else but that four-bedroom four-car garage, swimming pool, tennis court, country club. And when you get there, you're going to have the answers to the meaning of life. You're going to get the house. You're going to retire. And you're going to stand around in the twilight of your years and go, what's the answer? I thought once I got here, I would have the meaning of life. This is all that life is about is just to get to this point and then it's just over. You missed it. You missed it. The social status side of this is something that is ingrained from birth and you get it from TV commercials, right? And you want to wear the clothes that everybody else is wearing in school. You want to have the same backpack and the same pair of Air Jordans, you know, you just want that social status. So you want to be accepted. You want to be in groups that that is the meaning of life. And you go through that once you are fixated and, and you are taught this, not only from the educational system and from your parents, but because it is so ingrained and you're so focused on it, that if somebody else suggests something to you, that the meaning of life is this, it absolutely cements your philosophy. It it cements what you were taught. No, 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 no. And it makes your worldview more narrow and stronger. You are just focused on a new handbag. You're just focused on a new car. You're just focused on a promotion in that four-car garage. With a swimming pool in the back. Social status, social media, right? Think about right now. Right now in China, the meaning of life is to get a good grade on your cell phone so you can get into better restaurants, maybe even get a ride on the train home after work. All of those things. That is social status. And for so many today, we're talking about a billion people in China. Social status is the meaning of life. Yeah, it's crazy. Then we have consciousness. That comes into play a lot. And yeah, this is a big subject. There's no doubt about that. But understanding consciousness is not the meaning of life. No, no, it is not. When I, when, I, when I do the big reveal in a little bit, um, you'll, you'll agree with me. Now, consciousness, great question. It's a great question. And I, I, I try to ask every single guest, what, what is consciousness? And th- there are lots of uh, fundamental questions, very basic questions that we need the answers to. And, and certainly consciousness is right there. But understanding consciousness and somebody like, I'll, I'll say it, I'll, I'll just go right there. The Dalai Lama discussing consciousness with you, 
and and what that is and morals is that the meaning of life no it it's not it's not even close actually happiness one word too one word is happiness the meaning of life happiness is the classic square is a rectangle but a rectangle is not a square thing when it comes to the meaning of life so let me explain happiness comes from understanding what the meaning of life is it's not the other way around <laughs> right well sort of it's complex happiness is is a complex situation when we discuss the meaning of life all right what makes you happy is that the meaning of life maybe but it depends on what your answer is because i'm going to tell you what the meaning of life is and and when i tell you you can go back and go oh happiness so that's what he was talking about the square rectangle rectangle square th- oh okay that makes a lot of sense so happiness is not the meaning of life bliss is not the meaning of life i've come close to saying that many 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 times find your bliss you're happy right and and the reason for that is so many so many of you keep that bliss bottled up you've put that thing whatever that bliss is that thing that'll make you happy and it's difficult maybe it's even embarrassing to you you put it in a box you put it on the shelf and it just sits there and it simmers and and you look at that box and you're like man one day i'm gonna do that one day And you wait for the break, you wait for the timing of it, and it just sits there on the shelf and years go by. You don't want to be that guy standing in your driveway, that that girl standing in your driveway, again, at your twilight years, and walk through your big house, you know, and your happiness, and you look up on the shelf and see that box sitting there, and you're like, man, I should have did that. I don't have the time to do it now. Oh, man. You don't want to be that person. So always pursue happiness. Always pursue your bliss. It doesn't matter what it is. The, the, the frustration that so many of us go through of, of raising kids, right, going to school, having a job, doing your thing, hanging out with friends and everything, and, and, and it, it's, life is tough. We, we all get that. It's not easy. It's, it's simply not. But if you... If you are frustrated and you feel that emptiness because you know what that bliss is until you go and open up that box and and take a run at the bliss, you'll never be happy. You won't. You will always. And I feel for people that um, are frustrated at life, whatever it is, it, it just doesn't matter. You may love your job, but you're not. If you haven't found your bliss, you don't love life, right? So, for those out there that just don't do it, I'm. I know. I know what it feels like inside. I've chased my bliss. I found my bliss today. I'm a happy guy. I'm a happy guy. I'm happy. I'm happy. Find your bliss, but bliss 
is not the meaning of life. Coffee might be, though. Coffee coffee might be the meaning of life. One, one step above Mexican Coke. But it depends on your answer with happiness and bliss. Depends on what your answer is. All right? I'll explain in a little bit. But uh, there's other issues involved. You have... Um, when complex things that start to pop up, like, like, um, ontology and the, which if, if you, if you read the ontology creed, right, what, what, what what is that? And, and, and you jump into that a little bit, like I have ontology just overall, overall is the science of being, of being, B-E-I-N-G, the science of being. And at first it sounds pretty good, pretty credible. But ontology itself, once you jump into it, is extremely complex. And I would say, I don't want any ontologist out there. <laughs> I'm not here to offend anybody. You do your own thing, but but uh, it's pretty self-centered. And I don't think that there's a whole lot of focus on others uh, as well, which when I get to my, my meaning of life, um, ontology is right out. It's done. It's over. It's off. Purpose. This is a strong one. Strong one. Kind of like bliss. It's got a little happiness sprinkled on top of it. And purpose for many, and I am talking about uh, philosophers, even scientists, um, in some cases religion, um, for many, purpose, to have a purpose, the meaning of life is, is to have a reason or purpose in life. But that's not the meaning of life, Right? You can, uh, you want to be, you want to cure cancer in children, right? And that's your, that's your, that's your life. And you spend your life doing a fantastic, great purpose, great reason to be on this planet. It's not the meaning to life though. It's not even close, right? If your purpose in life that makes you happy is, and I love this, is making shoes, really nice shoes, really comfortable shoes, bespoke shoes, custom-made shoes, shoes that make people smile. They put them on, they're like, man, I have never had happy feet. I am never taking these shoes off. Thank you. That's great. That's fantastic. That's awesome. It's not the meaning of life, though. It's not even close. And... To have purpose be your answer, whether you're a philosopher, you're a scientist, whatever it is, right, theologian, if, if, if you use purpose, and so many do, you are jumping into so many complex situations that you're, you're going to lay this out for for everybody and you know there's going to be a test later on purpose so this is what and they've got to keep coming back and coming back and coming back and coming back 
and feeding the philosopher's ego, feeding the scientist's ego, feeding some religious scholar's ego, feeding the Bible's ego, right? The purpose. No, it's not. Have a purpose. I do. I think I do. My purpose is to be loud and obnoxious and make people think. That's my purpose. That's my job, right? It's a reason for being. (laughs) But it's not the meaning of life. Paul Wong. Paul Wong. Paul Wong is a... I don't know exactly what he is. He's like a psychologist. He's a Canadian psychologist, Asian. Um, And Paul Wong defines personal meaning as the cognizance of order, coherence, and purpose in one's existence. The pursuit and attainment of worthwhile goals, right? Purpose, right? An accompanying sense of fulfillment that you get from having a purpose and a reason, right? And and he has got, I, it's, to me, it's just like, what a load of crap. You know, he's just trying to sound smart. Paul Wong is wrong. <laughs> I said it. He's simply wrong. In 2016, Martell and Steger defined meaning as coherence, the meaning of life, right? So they say, well, the meaning, the in the the meaning of the meaning part of the meaning of life is coherence, its purpose and significance. Again, it's it's just two people trying to sound smart. It's two people that may be smart, but are trying to sound smart. And it's not a good look. It's not. It's not. It's not. That is not the meaning of life. So check this out. Wong Wong has a four-component solution to the meaning of life. Purpose, understanding, responsibility, and enjoyment. Wong's four-point system, guaranteed or your money back, is this. One, you need to choose a worthy purpose or a significant life goal. Number two, you need to have sufficient understanding of who you are, of what life demands of you, and how you can play a significant role in life. Three, three. You and you alone are responsible for deciding what kind of life you want to live and what constitutes a significant and worthwhile life goal. Four, you will enjoy a deep sense of significance and satisfaction only when you have exercised your responsibility for self-determination and actively pursue a worthy life goal. He's wrong. He's wrong. That is not the meaning of life. It, 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 it's a little taste of ontology. It's a little, little taste of the scientific method. And again, it's a way to sound smart. 
And the more complex you make it, this is the way that a doctor will think, a philosopher will think, a scientist will think, a religious leader will think. The more complex you make it, the smarter I am. I'm going to make this complex. I'm just going to give a little, you know. And, and, and you go through this list. What do you get out of any of that? Do you feel happiness in that list? No, you don't. It is truly not the meaning of life. And, and Paul Wong, smart guy, but he's trying to sound smart. He's trying to sound significant. You know, the more that you get people to think, right, you, you throw them off the scent, you can make it really simple. You could probably just say one word, and the 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 discussion is over. We have ethics that come into the meaning of life, and again, it's such a philosophical situation, but uh, and it's certainly religious because we have ethics like good and evil, right? Good and evil, and 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 get to you know, don't be evil, be good. That is the meaning of life. That's it. It's 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 polarities. It's ones and zeros. It's opposites, right? You can't go there. You can only go here, and that is the meaning of life. And it's not. It's not even close. And in the end, does it even matter? You know. So you get to you get to those twilight years, and you've been a good person your whole life. Are you going to step back and go, is, is that it? Is that the answer I was seeking? Is that the meaning of life? Kind of feel kind of empty right now. And it's the same thing with evil. Man, be the most evilest evil. <laughs> is that the meaning of life? Sometimes it feels that way because there's so much badness in the world. Right? But... But I think even somebody like Vladimir Putin or Kim Fatty Fat, they want the meaning of life too. They really do. And when I get to what the meaning of life is, I think you'll agree. Free will. Making your own decisions. Again, almost uh, existential thought here. I'm going to get to that too as well. Free will, making your own decisions. That's the meaning of life. Being a free person, being free to make your own decisions, not to have the man guide you, right? Get It's almost Nietzsche. <laughs> it's Nietzscheist, right? Making your own decisions. Is that the meaning of life? It, it, it simply isn't. It isn't. You can make your own decisions your whole life and not even be close to having the answer to the meaning of life. Be your own man. Be your own person. Right? Cut the umbilical cord. Do your own thing. Yeah. But it's not the meaning of life. It's not. There are so many different organizations and, and, and groups out there that base their 
their thought process on making your own decisions, and and that is the meaning of life, and that is, uh, you know, the road to happiness and and everything else. No, no, it's simply not. Free will is not. You want to have free will. You want to be a good person. Sure, you want to have good moral character. All of this stuff is awesome. Certainly. But that's what you should do anyway. That's not the meaning of life. You should do those things. <laughs> the Ten Commandments of the Bible. I love them. That's a good set of rules. You should be doing that. But do you, do you want do you want a cookie? Do you want some kind of gift? Right? Do you want a cake? For just doing the right thing, right? For being good? <laughs> There's supposed to be some kind of reward at the end of the game? No, that's just a list of stuff that that's the right thing to do. There shouldn't be anything tied to that. <laughs> you get to go to the good place. What do you mean? should be going there anyway. I'm going to do this stuff anyway. What are you talking about? In 2014, the British National Health Service began recommending a five-step plan for well-being based on meaningful lives, the meaning of life. That's right. And those five steps are this. One, connect with community and family. Two, physical exercise. Three, lifelong learning. Four, giving to others. Five, mindfulness of the world around you. That's 2014. That's recent history. That is the British National Health Service. The meaning of life. I should almost read all five of those again, shouldn't I? The meaning of life. That's not the meaning of life. It's just stuff you're supposed to do. That's it. It's just stuff you're supposed to do. Now, if we start to break this down even further with the different groups out there, I'm not getting into Socrates and Aristotle and Greek philosophy. I'm not going to get Egyptian philosophy and world philosophy. I'm not going to get into any of that. That's for another show. Um, but, But I'll say this. When it comes to... Um, some of the uh, philosophical side of things. I think it's all in general terms. But if you go and you read through complex, complex roadmaps from the ancient philosophers on the meaning of life, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I got to do all of this. I got to think about this. I need to discuss this. It'll take up my... My entire life before I, I take a step forward, I've got to go through all. I got to discuss this. You're going to teach me all of this. And for what in the end? My life will be over by the time I get through that list. It's crazy. But check this out. Legalism. Legalism. It's a thing. Legalism. The legalists believe that finding the purpose of life was a meaningless effort. That's right. Look it up. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Fade to black will never be heard in China after tonight's show. To the legalists, there's reasons for that. Look it up. To the legalists, only practical knowledge is valuable. Everything else doesn't matter. Your dog, your relationship with your dog is meaningless. Your children, relationships, spirituality, anything that makes you happy is meaningless to legalists. Yeah. Yeah. So that's their meaning of life. Confucianism. Confucius says. Confucius says, quote, we can realize the ultimate meaning of life in ordinary human existence, end quote. That's it. That's it. Nothing special. Nothing special. And it's it's crazy when you jump into it. Now, uh, I, I get that there are other views and other takes on this, but I am telling you right now, Confucianist scholar Tu Wang Ming wrote in his book, quote, we can realize the ultimate meaning of life in ordinary human existence, end quote. That is cold. That is cold. And is that the meaning of life? Truly, it is not. You know, but as long as, you know, especially, you know, if you're legalist, Confucianism, um, yeah, keep it complex like that. Like, totally confuse everybody. You got to keep them coming back. You got to dangle that carrot. How about embodied cognition? Embodied cognition uses the neurological basis of emotion, of speech, and cognition, the brain, to understand nature of thought. You see, that belief system of the scientist is that once we understand the brain, a sound personal assessment as to the meaning of one's life should be straightforward. It's just ones and zeros, man. Just math. Just chemistry. That's it. So once we understand the brain, once we understand how the brain works, how it connects, how it does its job, we will have the meaning of life. That's right. That's that's Richard Dawkins. That's what he thinks. That's what he believes. Well, I don't know if it's what he believes, but it's what he says. And you got to dangle the carrot out there. He's got, back to my point, he's got a lot of followers. I'm not talking about him specifically, but everybody around him that has this thought process. He's not the only leader that, that speaks like this. He's not. And you've got to have that, that atheist, ones and zero, black and white scientific method be the basis of everything. Nothing else matters. That's it. So if you're going to have that, and it's religious, by the way, if you're going to have that, the only way forward is one general statement. We figure out the brain, the science of the brain, we figure out the meaning of life. It's crazy, isn't it? Naturalistic pantheism. Now, according to naturalistic pantheism, the meaning of life is to care and look after nature. 
and the environment. That is the meaning of life. No, I would, I would, uh, I would argue that that is something you're just supposed to do. That's it. That's just something you're supposed to do. It's not the meaning of life. It's just living a good life, doing the right thing. But it's not the meaning of life. No, it's not even close. But what about what about what about postmodernism? Yeah, I said it. I said it. Postmodernism. Anything now. Anything resembling a meaning of life in a postmodernist term can only be understood within a social and linguistic framework. And it must be pursued as an escape from the power structures that are already embedded in all forms of speech and interaction. Yeah. It's kind of like free will. Right? You know, and you have, you know, determinism, right? Free will, right? Not having the man above you or around you and that kind of structure, that kind of framework and getting rid of it because it is everywhere. It's everywhere. It's who you talk to, right? It's it. It's everything. That's crazy to me. It's very cold. And and to think that somebody is going to, you know, look at me and, and say that, you know, the meaning of life is not having anybody control and you need to get rid of it. We need to burn this thing down. That's crazy to me. How about logical positivism? Now, logical positivists... They ask, quote, what is the meaning of life? And then, of course, quote, what is the meaning in asking? Why would you do that? What's the purpose of asking that question? What is the meaning in asking the question in the first place? Right? They come back with, you have to you, you you break it down, and the reason why they're trying to be logical about this, and they're trying to make the question like a math equation, right? What is the meaning of life? Well, what is life? So you make life X. So what is the meaning of X? And if you can't label that, if you can't have uh, objectives there, and if you can't define what life is, therefore life is nothing. So you're asking about the meaning of nothing. So what is the meaning of asking about nothing? Because if there are no objective values to X, then life is meaningless. And that's insane. Secular humanism. Secular humanism. I'm going to I'm going to give you a quote here. Quote. Secular humanism. It is the human personality that is the purpose of human beings' life, which humanism seeks to develop and fulfill. The question of the meaning of life should be, quote, what is the meaning of my life, end quote. 
See, now, by, by doing that, once again, make it complex. Don't make it simple. Don't make it 42. J- jump right there and make it complex and force somebody to just go, wait a minute, the question is about myself? What is the meaning of my life? Man, I need the meaning of life. Oh, man, that's, the, that's what I need to do here? There isn't anything general that you can give me, something that I can think about, something that I can pursue, right? I'm supposed to just sit back and think about my life? That's not an answer. Existentialism. Yeah. All right. Coffee, the meaning of life. I think that's my new commercial. Existentialism. According to existentialism, each person creates the meaning of their own life. There we go. Life is not determined by a supernatural God or another human being. No, it's you. I'm going to argue that all day long. How, I mean, how, how can that even be a possibility? Right now, uh, a supernatural God, oh man, you know, so whether we are talking about some fundamental foundation of a religion, Christianity, Islam, whatever you want to, uh, Hinduism, whatever, whatever you want to just put a label on, you know, something like that, a supernatural God, that, that, that time do your thing. If that's what you want to do, go and do it. I have no issues with it. I really don't. Um, but uh, I, I, on the surface, the the ideals behind it, you know, live a good life, you know? Okay. All right. But there is something, I think, underlying to all of this when it comes to the meaning of life. And I think it is supernatural. I do. And I'll tell you after the break. But another human being, that that cannot be the meaning of life? That is something that can be argued. I'll give you my reasons why later. Theism. Theists hold the world view that humans find their meaning and purpose for life in God's purpose in creating. That that is the meaning of life right there. The meaning of life is why did God Create us. Created the universe. So that's 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 it. That's your life's journey. That's the meaning of life right there. And that that is not the meaning of life. That's that's a purpose. That's a purpose. That's a reason. If that's what you want to do and you want to pursue that, great. That's not the meaning of life. It's not. Pragmatism. <laughs> Pragmatic philosophers say that practical, useful understanding of life is more important than searching for an impractical, abstract truth about life. You see, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Right there. Make it complex. Make it something that you can't even get to the end of the road with. 
think about that. A useful understanding of life is more important than searching for an impractical abstract truth about life. I mean, that just opens the door to mountains of discussion, years of discussion, without getting to the end or the answer of anything. That's what philosophers do. That's what religions do. Right? And it's not the meaning of life. Not even close. All right. Nihilism. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Throwing a little Nietzsche again. Nihilism. Nihilism suggests that life is without objective meaning. Life has no meaning. That God is dead. That emptying the world, and especially human existence, of meaning, right? It's crazy. Emptying the world of purpose. Emptying the world of truth. Emptying the world of essential values. Right? After that, after you you go and you do all of that, all of exists, all of these intangibles, right? That after that, you'll have the meaning of life. When your head is clear, when you don't have to think about any of that stuff, where you don't have to think of meaning and purpose and and uh, truth and values and morals. I mean, you get rid of all of that. Your head is clear. You'll find out that the meaning of life is a four-car garage. That's really clean and nice. I had a friend. I had a roommate. Smart guy, too. Real smart guy. And this is in uh, the 80s. And he takes me over to, this guy's really smart, too. Takes me over to his dad's house. And he's house-sitting. His dad is like on some kind of world tour for three months. He's seeing the world. He's going to all these different countries and stuff. And and uh, I think his dad was like an architect, if, if I remember correctly, an engineer of some kind, architect. You go to his house. And uh, nice place. Mid-century, modern, clean. And, you know, going through, I'm like, man, is he married? Nope. Okay, this place is like organized. It's nice. It was a nice place. Kind of dug it, actually. And uh, we were going over because he had a really nice swimming pool. And uh, it was a hot summer day, so we were, uh, which we did this a few times. And this is what happened. So I'm, you know, and and I'm absorbing. I'm, I'm digging the house. Digging it, man. Kind of like a Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Palm Springs kind of vibe going on. And and it was it was nice. So I go in the living room and I sit down on the couch and on the I can't remember which one it was, but on the coffee table stack of books and top book is is Nietzsche. Okay. Heard of Nietzsche. I was 21 at the time, 22, 21. 
What's that? Oh, man, I, you know, my dad, he's a big Nietzsche guy. Oh, really? <laughs> Who is Nietzsche? And he says, well, you know, my dad, um, my dad doesn't believe in anything. I said, what do you mean? In anything. Religion, life after death, ghosts. I said, what? What do you mean? He believes that life is just this. And I said, okay. Now, I don't want to say anything further because I don't want to expose who this, who this person was uh, or, his, or his father. But he said a couple of very, very specific things. And I, I stepped back and looked around the house. And I didn't dig it anymore. That this is how somebody lives. Because I, I, was, I was digging the house. I was. He says to me that my father believes in things. So what do you mean? Having a nice car. Having a nice house. This is why we are here. Having a great job. That's that's his religion. He said, that's his religion? That's a religion? And I wasn't digging it. It scared me. It freaked me out. And I never met his father. I had a, a few opportunities to. I didn't, I didn't want to meet somebody that lived like that. Now, as I went through life, I found this time and time and time again. And I don't understand that that worldview. How can that be the meaning of life? What is, what is your goal while you are here? What is truly your goal? Right? Is it, is it really just material things and not to care about others or anything else to live this self-centered existence? Right? Maybe you're not breaking any laws, Right? <laughs> Maybe, maybe you're not mean. Okay, all right. That that doesn't that doesn't balance it out. It certainly doesn't. And I I don't understand that lifestyle. I don't. The house freaked me out after that. The pool freaked me out. The diving board freaked me out. The garage freaked me out. Never seen anything like it. It was kind of cool. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. Perfect timing, because when we come back after this break, I will give you my meaning of life. We're going to do all of that when we come back. Stay with us. This is Fade to Black. Oh. This is Jimmy Church of Fade to Black. Please visit all of our sponsors. We're taking a quick break here. All of the links are below, and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Billy Carson, also known as Forbidden Knowledge. I want to talk to you about a very special event coming up July 30th, 2023. 
the Forbidden Conscious Awards. We're going to honor people who have been contributing to the conscious community for decades. People that you know and love that have helped you get to higher levels of thought and consciousness and awareness. It's going to be a live in-person event, but seats are going to sell out very fast. You want to make sure you're there in person. And guess what? You can help vote for the winners. Voting is available on ForbiddenKnowledge.com. And the categories are going to be social media influencer, podcast slash radio host, TV host, actor, director, producer, entrepreneurs, health and wellness, philanthropists, authors, field researchers, archaeologists, space anomaly hunters, and of course, a Lifetime Achievement Award. I'll be your keynote speaker that night at the Forbidden Conscious Awards. We have celebrity guests performing. We'll have a halftime show where we're actually going to perform music for you. And don't forget about the pre-event mixer where if you buy a box seat, you'll be in the VIP section and you also have private access to a VIP mixture with celebrity guests, shake hands, break bread, network, and then walk the red carpet with us and take amazing photos. It's going to be a night to remember. You don't want to forget this. Make sure you hurry up and get your tickets because they're selling out very fast. I want to see you there. Forbidden Conscious Awards 2023. On Saturday, April 1st, that's right, April Fool's Day, 2023, I will be hosting the Parapod Festival at the Hyatt Regency right here in Valencia, California. It's a live, one-day podcast awards. It's a film festival. It's a full-on media event. We're going to have sky watching. There's going to be a Lifetime Achievement Award presented to Linda Moulton Howe. Right now, you can submit your podcast, your film, your TV series, any of your paranormal media for consideration. You can do all of that on the links below. For info and tickets, go to parapodfilmfest.com. That's parapodfilmfest.com. April 7th through the 14th, 2023, I'll be hosting and presenting on the Hidden Secrets Seminar at Sea Cruise. From Los Angeles to the Mexican Riviera on the Navigator of the Seas. That's right, up top, a giant water slide. You've got to check out the Navigator of the Seas. It's amazing. We've got Scott Walter, Adam Apollo, Nick Pope, Brad Olson, Vivian Chauvet, Jason Shirka, Robert Grant, Ruben Langdon, and another 12 amazing speakers and presenters. It's all simple to do. Just visit divinetravels.com forward slash hidden secrets 2023. You know you want to go on a cruise with me. River Moon Coffee, makers of the Fade to Black Blend. Truly the best coffee on planet Earth. Just visit rivermoonwellness.com or, or their Amazon store. It's all simple to do. You can check out the Fade to Black Blend, the Game Changer Blend, or any of their Black Moon Wellness products. It's the only coffee I drink. It is the best, and it's Doc. Again, rivermoonwellness.com. All right, welcome back, Fade to Black. I'm your host, Jimmy Church. Tonight, the meaning of life. All right, so what is the meaning of life? It's love. Love is the meaning of life. It's simple. It's one word. Love. Love is the meaning of life. If I go back through, which I will, and and go through all of the points of everything that I just mentioned from different scientists and philosophers and religious leaders from, from around the world, none of them mention love. The pursuit of love 
is why we are here. That moment, right? That that tingle. And once you feel it once, and you know what it's all about, you can't get enough of it. You will continue to pursue it. That is the meaning of life. That's it. If you go and examine the idea that somebody has in the pursuit of love, they will list their accomplishments. Look, you know, go go to any dating app, go to any dating website, take a look at the profiles. I've got a great job. I've got a great house. I'm nice. I like walks on the beach, right? Making yourself appealing so you can go and hopefully get that thing. Right? And and so the list of stuff that I just presented to you, all of it is so you can find love. That's what everybody wants. I talked about Vladimir Putin. He he wants love. <laughs> he wants to be loved. He wants that feeling. Kim Fatty Fat. You know that's it's all he wants. Right? It's everything else. It's the power. It's everything. You know what drives everybody is love. The pursuit of it. And the 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 list of things that somebody is going to present to you. I don't care if it's Aristotle, <laughs> the Dalai Lama. It's love to them. But if they tell you, you go to anybody, any one of these guru, big brain thinkers that are going to give you a list of qualifications, <laughs> the British government, right, of, of what the meaning of life is. If they, if, 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 if any of them, so, uh, so guru, what's the meaning of life? Love. That's it? Really? I mean, I was thinking that. But really? It, it's that simple? It's that simple. But what about, what about this, this, this? It, it's love. But, but I thought that my job, it's love. Okay, all right. So by dropping that one word, their books, their thing, it's worthless. So they can't tell you that the meaning of life is love. Because that negates their purpose, right? They can't do that. They've got to dangle that carrot out there. If they came at you with that one word, love. Because it all makes sense then. It all makes sense. It's it's just like, wow. Really? I mean, the Beatles sang about it. Well, you weren't listening. That's it. That's it. You know, we go to the fundamental questions. The basic questions. The foundational questions. On each one of them, right? What is the meaning of life? Love. Okay. Why are we here? Love. 
right? Not some deep, philosophical, existential, crazy, complex thing that is going to throw you off the scent. What is life all about? Love. Wow, really? It seems so simple. Love. Yeah, yeah, love. What is the purpose of existence? Love. There is nothing like that feeling. There's simply nothing. That is what drives all of us. The pursuit. To get back to that feeling. We've all done it when we were 10. Oh, yeah. Valentine's Day. Right? And 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 you've got your you're in fourth grade. You got your paper bag of Valentine's that you filled out the night before with your mom. And uh you got and you're gonna hand out the Valentine's, but there's one special one in there, isn't there? Yeah. That's right. Love. You feel it once and that's it. That's it. You go back to my comments about my friend and in, in, in the house, his, his dad's house that I went to, and you see this cold existence and you see this example there, right? And no matter how this father figure is going to project himself, and it's certainly on, on his son and in a belief system and everything, I I guarantee you, no matter what he has to say, oh, man, the meaning of life is just having things because after it's all over, he's lying. He's lying. He wants to feel love. Yeah, he must have because he had his son, didn't he? Did he have a relationship? Yeah. Was he in love with his wife? Maybe they got divorced later. I don't know, but he felt the feeling. And he knows what it's about. So to say that this is what life is all about, right? Life is all about getting rid of the man to have purpose. No, no, it's love. With all of these deep, deep philosophical and scientific and theological takes on on all of this, even the metaphysical, it's love is central and is the core to each one of those, I dare say, belief systems and certainly a list of things to do. Love is right there. It's right in the middle of it. I I talked about uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide uh, to the Universe. What What if deep thought that computer spit that out and it wasn't 42? which is simple, right? But spit that out, love, right? It makes a lot of sense. Now, I'm not saying that Doug Adams missed the mark. He wrote his book and he put 42 in there and he forced us all to think and have conversations about this. But yeah. And so if we swing this back around to happiness, right? Now, the the 
again, the classic the classic presentation of a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square thing. The the idea of happiness. So if you if you find love, that brings happiness. It should. So that's why it one is not the other. Happiness is not love. You can find happiness in in working out. You can find happiness in in writing a great screenplay. You can find happiness in in so many different things, but that's not love. But if you find love, then you get your happiness. Is bliss love? No, bliss is not. Bliss is that internal thing that only you know about. Only you. Only you. You know, and, and some people um, uh, will discuss bliss and will discuss what it is. And, it, I mean, could bliss be love? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. A- anything is possible. But what I am suggesting here is that most people don't talk about bliss because they haven't done it. And they don't want to hear from everybody. Well, why don't you just go and do that then? They don't want to hear that. What are, what are you waiting for? I didn't know that about you. Why, why are you sitting on your hands? Life is short. Go and do it. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to reveal it because they don't want to hear it. Procrastination is a tough thing. I fight that. I fight that demon every single day. Man, I will put something off till tomorrow. Like, man, if, if I've got a fault, it's that, right? And we all do. And that's the problem with bliss is procrastination. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. Uh, I, I, I definitely in six months. I'm, I'm going back to school. I'm going to go do this. I'm, I'm definitely going to. And the next thing you know, right? But that's that's why it can't be love. Ah, I'm going to I'm going to find love next week. I'm I'm not. Uh, love is in my bliss box on the shelf, and I'm not going to mess with. No, 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 no. But you find love, and you reveal your bliss. You're going to be around somebody that's going to go, dude, go. I am here for this is man, you know, and, and, and that's why happiness and bliss can reveal itself with love. And that's why it's that classic square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. It's, it's exactly why that comes into play. And I know that a lot of you see, see exactly and hear exactly what I'm saying right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, happiness would come out of that. And so, therefore, happiness could be the meaning of life, right, if it comes out of love. But love is the basis of everything. You know, and when we take a, we, we take a hard look back and we discuss something like ontology, which is the science of being, um, that whole outlook their whole manifesto, if you look at that and they stuck the word love in there, it would all make sense. It would all make sense. Uh, if for, for many, love is a, is a self-centered thing, and I, I get that. I, I totally, totally get it. I, I totally, totally understand, right? I do. And so in the science of being, 
if if that's what you want to do, if you want to be that self-centered and make make love your your ontological view, which is a word, by the way, that's fine. But it's love that will give you the meaning of life. And when we t- we we go back and and look at something like um, uh, Paul Wong's four point system, I want to go over this one more time. Because now that you know that love is the meaning of life, when you listen to this, you you understand why Paul Wong is wrong. He's completely off of the mark. He's not even close to being part of reality here. Because his four-point system, and this is something that is published, right? You need to choose a worthy purpose or a significant life goal. That is not the meaning of life. It's not even close. Love is the meaning of life. His second point, you need to have sufficient understanding of who you are. What What does that even mean? What life demands of you? That's not love. And how you can play a significant role in life. No. No, he's just completely wrong. You and you alone are responsible for deciding what kind of life you want to live. Again, he is wrong. You will enjoy a deep sense of significance and satisfaction only when you have exercised your responsibility for self-determination and actively pursue a worthy life goal. He can't be farther off of the mark. He can't. So if Paul Wong, again, I'm going to say that it's just a load of crap, but he, he, this is his personal definition. That's it. He, when he lists, and it, it, it's so funny, for, for somebody with a deep philosophical view like Paul Wong, and you go, okay, so Paul, um, you're, you're a psychiatrist, man, and 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 I, you know, I'm having trouble understanding what's going on, and I really need the meaning of life. And and if Paul turns to him and says, "Man, it's love," he doesn't have to say, "Man, the purpose of life, man, is is to have a purpose. It's to have understanding. It's responsibility and enjoyment. You get through those four things, you're going to have the meaning of life. You are not telling anybody anything. First off, anything that they don't already know." But you're sending them down the wrong path. It's unbelievable to me. It's unbelievable. When we get into things like ethics and, uh, you know, free will and making your own decisions, it doesn't make any sense to me. When you, when you look at the legalists, and I, I listed all of this for a reason, but when you look at the legalists who literally believe that the purpose of life is a meaningless effort, even thinking about it. It just doesn't make any sense, right? That only practical knowledge is, is, is the meaning of life. They wouldn't have, if, if it was all switched around and you, you just can't do it because the belief systems are so ingrained. But if you wanted to jump in to the legalist community, the Confucianism community, right? <clears throat> the scientific community. 
and inject love into all of their conversations about the meaning of life, and they're going to come back and try to argue that, they can't. Because when you get into the scientific modality that understanding the brain is the meaning of life, and once we've got that figured out, all life answers are going to be there, it's, it's, it's simply an untruth. It's an untruth. And it's, it's like saying that no scientist uh, will ever be married or fall in love or have kids, you know, and w- which is what life is all about. It just doesn't make any sense, does it? I will stick to this. Love is the meaning of life. Now, with, with me, I mean, me personally, I'm not any different than, than all of you. I'm simply not. You know, I've had uh, I've had those uh, few instances in my life. I could probably count them on one hand, where you know, holy, you know, you had that holy crap moment. And I was at um, I was at a trade show, and I think it was in New York. It might have uh, might have been Las Vegas. Um, I'm at a trade show. And a group of people came up, and one of the guys I knew, and there was like five people. And um, and this is deeply personal, but it, it, we've all had this experience, right? Where um, I get introduced, I make eye contact with this woman in this group. And it was just like that. Four-day convention, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? That was Thursday morning that happened. Ruined my convention. I couldn't think. I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything for four days. Wap-bap. Right? Now, um, never saw her again. That's not suggesting anything. Right, but that feeling, that feeling, friggin' incredible. It was incredible. We hung out for three, four days, and and talked, and ate, and had dinner, and then boom, she flew back to Europe, and that was the end of it. <laughs> right, but that feeling, that is what life is all about. I'm going to leave you with this thought. Are we the only species on this planet that that does that? And I'm not so sure that that is the case. I'm not so sure. I think dogs, not cats. Cats don't love. They don't don't give a crap. (laughs) Dogs, I think, love. I think primates love. You You can see that interaction um, in those groups, I think dolphins love, you know, and and and, and certain sea I, octopus. I think they love. I I, I, I truly do. Um, they, they they know what that feeling is, and you can see it in primate. You can see it in dogs, right? And and there's nothing worse, right, than getting separated from your dog, man, for whatever reason that goes down. It wrecks you because that's love. 
right? That, that, you want that feeling. You want that feeling. And you will go out and get a puppy the next day because you want that feeling back. You want that back. And that's what life is all about. It isn't about cars. Cars are nice. I love cars. It's not about watches. It's not about shoes or clothes or houses. All those things are nice. They make life, you know, pretty cool. But it's not the meaning of life. It's not the material things. The material things make life fun. They do. They do. I um uh I I like building models and I am in the middle of this gnarly project right now. All right, I'll give you an example of material things that make you happy. I'm building uh, an eighth scale 1966 Ford GT40, the one that won Lamar. Okay. The gorgeous blue with the orange stripe. And if you ever look at the colors of the Fade to Black Company logo, those are the colors of the 1966 Gulf GT40 Ford. You see the movie, right? Ford versus Ferrari. That's the car I'm talking about. I'm building that model. And um it's it's redunculous. It's a it's a crazy build. It's a lot of fun. And yesterday I was adding the shocks uh to the uh, front suspension system and I popped this it's it's a very complex model and it broke. It broke. Had to write the company. I had to send them photographs of the shock. I did all of that last night at midnight and uh, got a response back uh, from the company today. But I was not happy. I was not happy, man. That's the, the, it's, it's little things like that, those types of material things that, that make me happy. I like to, I like to build models. You ever come over to my house, you're going to see a lot of models. I got, I got lots of car models. I got boxes and boxes. I've got cases of car models that I've built over the years that are, that are in storage. I've got hundreds of them. I love building models. It's one of those things, but it's a material thing. It's not the meaning of life. It's something that makes me happy. Obviously, I love guitars. I love working on guitars. But they're just material things. It's not love. I don't get that feeling when I get a guitar. I don't get that feeling. Get a nice car model. I don't get that feeling. No. I want that feeling. And the only way is to live life. And that's the meaning of life. And to go and find it once again. It's great. It's what life is all about, and that is the meaning of life. So there you go. That's my show tonight. Uh, it's not love. That's a great song by uh, by Dokken, by the way. Uh, cats do to love. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. Only a cat person will say that. I mean, they're they in such dinner. My cat loves me. My cat loves my your, your cat. Your cat cannot wait for you to leave the house. Cannot wait for you to leave the house so they can do their thing. You come home they're like, oh man, I gotta act like I love this. Oh jeez, 
man, that, that's a cat. Cat cannot wait for you to leave. If a cat loves you, how come you can leave the house for three days and they don't give a crap? You go on vacation, leave out some cat food, make sure that the kitty litter box is clean. That's all they need. That's they. That's that's you to them. <laughs> cat, cat. Is it Jessica's birthday? I saw that earlier. Um, happy birthday, uh, uh, Jessica. Very. Very cool. Which Jessica, by the way? I just see Jessica. There's, there's two Jessicas. So, uh, well, happy birthday to both of you. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, cats. I was going to go through um, uh, all of the chat room stuff, but I'm going to leave that with you tonight. And uh, it was a very deep show. I think it's an honest show. That um, in the end, I think that all of us have something to think about. Whatever your uh, system of, of living is, you know, do your own thing. Whatever it is, I talk a lot about bliss and happiness. I do that a lot on this show. Um, go and do your thing. And whatever it is that inspires you, you know, go and do it. Absolutely go and do it. And and think about um, all of the worldviews that I laid out uh, today and and tell me that I'm not wrong. Just say, Jimmy, you're not wrong. Love is the meaning of life. This is Fade to Black. I am your host, Jimmy Church. Tomorrow night, right here, I have Daniel Haraway on the show. And uh, we're going to talk about his new book, which is about his father that may have, we're going to find out tomorrow night, backwards engineered a spacecraft. That's right. That's tomorrow night, right here on Fade to Black. Everybody have a great, safe, fun, and amazing weekend. Fade to Black is produced by Hilton J. Palm, Renee, Dennis, and Kevin. That's right. Who's next? I can't even remember who's next. Who's next? Who's next in my webmaster is Drew the Geek. Yeah, I got that part. This is Fade to Black. This broadcast is only copyrighted 2023 by Fade to Black and the Game Changer Network, Inc. It cannot be rebroadcast, downloaded, copied, or used anywhere in their known universe without written permission from Fade to Black or the Game Changer Network. I'm your host, Jimmy Church. Until tomorrow night with Daniel Haraway, I am out. Be safe. Go back, Lee Tappy.